Welcome everybody to another episode of Haven of Horror. But I'm Subject Day Seven Nine. This is the Day Ghost. Uh, it's good to see you, buddy. It's been a couple weeks since we got to record together. Yeah, I've been like real crazy busy lately, but yeah. I'm glad to be here. But we're we're swapping things around a little bit because uh, I want Austin to be here more. I, I like talking horror with this guy, even though we disagree on quite a few few things. But it's okay. He's just a fraud. <laughs> But uh, Austin, we're here to talk about my favorite entry in a franchise that I admittedly don't care a whole lot about. Uh, Halloween. If you couldn't tell by a shirt. But we're talking about not the original. That, that comes later. We're talking about the 2018 sequel. Uh, and I can understand why you'd be confused that we're not talking about Halloween. Or Halloween, but we're instead talking about Halloween. That joke will never get old, by the way. Wait till they make another Halloween. That's when <laughs> that's when it'll start to get old. <laughs> yeah. So and when it's like twenty forty eight and we drag like a ninety year old uh Jamie Lee Curtis back to do like a reboot where we only do the first movie and it's like Michael comes for her at the old age home, that's when it'll start to get like Okay, I get it. There's Halloween, 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 and Halloween. So Halloween 2018 is the uh, soft reboot slash sequel to the original film. Um, and I guess I'd only use soft reboot because it reboots all those sequels out of existence. Uh, which I'm fine with. I don't like any of them. Other than... I le- well, okay. I haven't seen three yet, but I don't like any of the Michael Moore sequels. Except four is okay. Like, it's not the worst thing ever. Um, and it brings it back to the focus of Michael Myers is the shape, the boogeyman, and Laurie Strode. Um, I know you like this movie as well, not as quite as well as I do, but I think we're both in agreement this is the best Michael Myers seat. Yeah, I mean, that's not saying anything, because I don't really like any of those movies. Like, the original is fantastic, I love it. Um, I really like three. I think four is like, eh. yeah, okay. and then, and then after that, I don't really like any of the other sequels except for Resurrection because it it's hilarious. <laughs> now I will but, admit I like the third act of H two O, but it's everything before that that is just like. Eh. Oh, see, I think the third act of H two O sucks, but <laughs> we'll get there one day. Yeah. So tell us, tell us about your experience with Halloween 2018. How many times have you seen this movie now? I don't know, maybe like ten times. I'm not sure just offhand. I've seen this movie quite a few times. So what? How do you feel about this movie as a sequel to that? I think it mostly gets everything right. I think this is a very flawed movie, but um, I think it gets what I want it to get right. And then, like, stuff I don't care as much about, you know, it's maybe not as good at. Uh, my, like, I guess the only real thing when it comes to, like, Michael Myers is I think we lose some of the more, like, lurkier side of Michael Myers. But at the same time, like, I like what they do with him fine enough that it's not that big of a deal. Okay. So this is, I, I didn't expect us to disagree this quickly. But one of the things that drives me nuts about the original movie that I like in this one 
he's supposed to be just evil. Like he he doesn't have a purpose. He doesn't have a goal. He's just evil. Why does he spend the entire movie stalking Lori in that original movie? I like that they just he just moves through town and just like does things. He's not stalking some girl for half the movie. You know what I mean? Well, I like that in the original. I mean, we'll get there again in a few weeks. But it's like his eyes just kind of like lock on like the first person he sees, and he just spends all of his time manipulating everything like to be just like perfectly right. And then he just like like when the time comes to act, then it's like that boom, 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 boom. But he kind of like sets things up in place first, okay. um, which we lose to an extent. But it's like I said, it's not the biggest deal. Um, and I think overall. This is the closest, <clears throat> sorry, uh, this is the closest we get to kind of bringing back that boogeyman sense. And this is the first time that I, because I've never disagreed with him being the boogeyman, but this is this movie is the first time I get the sense like, oh, that's what they mean when they say he's the boogeyman. Like, he, he just moves. He just goes. And it's, it's complicated, right? Because I can't necessarily hold it against that original movie because... I think part of the issue is the budget. They're not allowed to be as big as... I think you have to be with that kind of concept to show that he really is just a force. Because you have to focus in on a small cast, right? Whereas in this movie, they have a little bit more money, and it's more modern, so you can be a little bit bigger. Um, yeah, I disagree, because the original's tighter, and it's got more of a... Because it's an update of a of the Boogeyman kind of legend, you know, where it's it's the story you tell to your kids, where it's like... Oh, if you're bad, the boogeyman comes for you. And it's basically just like an updated version of that, as opposed to this, where it's just kind of Michael Myers goes around from person to person killing them. While there's more of like a a reason in the sense that like from a thematic point of view, uh, to the original and how it's handled, and that like her two friends that killed, they're the impure ones. While Lori is like the pure girl, and that's the reason why she lives and they die. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, but again, we'll get there eventually. Yeah, we'll get there. It's hard to talk about this movie without talking about uh, the original, of course, because they're very, they're very connected. Um, something I did notice on this last watch through, and spoilers for the next video where we're going to record Halloween Kills. I think a big part of the issue with these movies is is the fact that these people love Michael too much. There are times where it feels influenced by the like icon that michael has become and they forget that in this timeline he killed like four people and then just stopped you know what i mean they're almost too reverential to him because he's a slasher icon but in this timeline he hasn't really done all that much and they kind of yeah, mention that... that but it's also kind of dropped yeah uh, i mean i always thought when they mentioned in this movie it was more so you know because they're talking about like how you see a lot more like gore and stuff and like a lot worse things than just killing a few people. Like even just in the news, you know, for example, um, it's like, it's supposed to be like, you know, why is he so bad? Uh, and then obviously they find out, <laughs> um, yeah. but yeah, no, I think both of these movies have the issue of, they want to acknowledge everything while only acknowledging one thing. I I almost I almost would have left Halloween two in the canon, and then just retconned the sibling thing. If you want to get rid of that, 
if I remember correctly, it's been a while since I watched that movie because that movie's boring. But Loomis only says that to one person, right? Like, Lori doesn't actually know at the end of that movie that they're related. Um, we had uh, Nurse uh, Chambers that tells uh, Loomis about it. Yeah. You um, could have easily have retconned that out and just left Halloween 2 in. Yeah, I can't remember. Well, I, I mean, we'll get there with kills, but there's a weird thing with Halloween 2 in that movie. Um, should we get into, like, the plot of this movie? Yeah, so the plot of this movie is apparently at, after the end of uh, Halloween 1978, Michael just let himself be captured and has been in prison for 40 years, or in an institute for 40 years. Um, and then these news, these, like, blogger types doing a, a story on that night um, come and, like, talk to him and try to get him to talk. And then they also go to uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, which is how we're reintroduced to Laurie Strode, who is a psychotic nightmare in this movie. Uh, <laughs> um, Michael gets loose because of a bus crash. And rampages through Haddonfield, leaving it up to Lori to stop him. Again. Yeah, because she's basically the new Loomis in this movie. Yeah. And like, don't get me wrong, I love her performance. I I'm not entirely sold on the on the take, but it's also like, what do you do? You know? Yeah, I just like it because it's I don't know, I like stories that have a like you can't go home after this kind of, um, you know, reaction, if you know what I mean, where it's like, you had this like horrific, like traumatizing experience. You don't just get to go back and have like a normal life now. Mm-hmm. So I really like that aspect of it, especially cause I don't know if she's too like cool and collected in H2O, for example, like that's just kind of, Is oh, she, she became a wine mom. Absolutely. She, she's like an obsessive mother in that movie and changed her name and ran away. She changes her name and runs away and then it's just kind of like an overbearing mom. <laughs> like, that's just kind of it. Okay. And I, I, don't, I don't think it's enough. Like, I, I prefer this version. Absolutely. I, I think I do too, but I think I, I think the other version is almost more realistic. It's just they don't take it far enough, right? Like, it's more natural for me to believe that she just, like, left town, changed her name, uh, like, tried to start over, and then Michael comes back and she has to face her demons. I think the skeleton there is good, but... I think the exception of, you know, having, like, booby-trapped your house and stuff, maybe, like, maybe it goes a little too far into movie logic there. But I think just the way she's broken is way more realistic in this one, especially in the scene uh, where she goes to speak to her family and, like, can't talk and just breaks down. That's 100% how anyone would be after that. Yeah, maybe. And and I do like the, I do like the relationship with her daughter in this. It's much better handled than the weird thing with Josh Hartnett and H2O. Um, I guess it just, when you think about, like, if you think about it in a larger sense, you know, of course, it doesn't seem like that much. It was like, what, an hour? Uh, but the when you stop and think about it. But, like, her friends all died. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. When you stop and think about the details that this character would have went through, um, I, I think I can buy that a little bit more. 
And I think that's a big issue with me in a lot of movies is I'm not I don't think about the small details, right? I just look at the overall picture of what's happening. The the Ed Wood approach, yeah. The the films aren't about the small (laughs) the small details, but the big picture. (laughs) That's why I don't make movies. Um, so how do you feel about Lori's daughter and her granddaughter? I like them quite a bit. Yeah, I wish we got, like, we had more to do with her daughter, but I like her overall. Um, and I like her granddaughter quite a bit. Well, and spoilers, that's a problem with both of these movies. We'll get there. (laughs) (laughs) Um... Yeah, I mean, and it is nice that this movie keeps it simple after the ridiculousness of the cult, the Thorn trilogy, after uh, the nonsense of H2O and Resurrection, uh, after the Rob Zombie movies, however you feel about those. Um, especially, too, like, two side tangent here. But uh, you know me, I'm a, I'm a bigger fan of Rob Zombie than you are. I really wish he'd stop trying to be like the next Stanley Kubrick or something. Because everything after Halloween, Halloween 2 and everything on, has tried to be this like psychological horror movie. Um, and they're all about the same as fucking Halloween 2. Ugh. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, uh, it's nice that they, they just they kept it simple. They get Michael, for the most part. And... The main characters are likable. I don't don't really care about some of the side characters, and we lose a couple of them as the story progresses. Yeah, you don't say. Uh, No, but... um, In more ways than one, we lose them. mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I think that's what this film does best, is it's got... uh, They have a good take on Michael, and they have a good take on the Three Strodes. And then outside of that, it's all just kind of, oh, it's okay. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know, the sheriff never really left a huge impression on me. The, I don't re- the doctor is fine up until the twist, which sucks. The sheriff left an impact on me mostly because it's that actor. I've seen him in quite a few things, and I just naturally like that guy. Um, okay, I don't he's in... know him offhand. He's in uh, Remember the Titans. Oh, okay. I'm sure he's been in other stuff. It's just one of those, like, oh, I know that guy. Um, but yeah, I like him quite a bit. Um, I really like, we get, like, the kind of obligatory babysitter segment. And so good. Yeah, she's great. The kid's great. Because um, that's another thing with this movie is that its usage of comedy is very hit or miss. There's a lot of places where it goes too far. And the kid part, I think, should be one of them. But it doesn't bother me as much. The kid's awesome. Yeah. Uh, like I prefer stuff like that over like the two cops talking about their Vietnamese sandwich. Which is just like... What's this doing here? <laughs> I think the only one that really stands out to me is the peanut butter gag. That's what I mean, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, because you said the cops talked about their sandwich. Oh, is there like another thing I'm not thinking of? Peanut butter? Yeah, the dad. Oh, okay. So like a whole, yeah. Okay. Well, it's because with the Vietnamese sandwich thing, it's he's like, I like my peanut butter and jam. 
I got my Vietnamese sandwich. Um, like, so the oh. sheriff is in uh, the. He's actually in the 2004 Punisher. Oh, he is. That's right. Yeah. Um, but like, he's in the. He's one of those actors where it's like, oh, I've seen that movie. Yeah, he's he's that guy. Character actor, yeah. But uh, yeah, you don't remember that? I got peanut butter on my dick. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, there's just moments where it's like, didn't need that. You can that. tell Danny McBride was involved. Yeah, when, when that one step too far, reel it back. And they won't, so that's good to know. Well, yeah. Um, this is going to be fun to edit. Um so I do. I just want to take a moment as well to say I love the poster for this movie. It's so simple, just the oh, one just with, like, like the, yeah, the mask. I miss when posters were simple and like here's and red. It's no, uh, but it's pretty good. Okay, so I'm I'm not I'm not trying to insult that poster because I do love that poster. But no, I think there's just something about the mask. You know, have you ever noticed there's like a face in the hand? I have not. I have not. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. That's great. I will say, though, I mean, that is one of the most iconic posters. Uh, yep, tells you everything you need to know. Yeah. That's another thing. Um, speaking of, the like, pumpkin, uh, the intro titles to this movie are excellent. They're kind of a companion to that first movie, right? Where the first movie is the pumpkin rotting, and this is the pumpkin... It's just, it's just a pumpkin. Oh, okay. Um, Am I thinking of I think so. Is there one where the pumpkin's rotting and then the pumpkin regenerates? This one, where it's rotted and it regenerates. Oh, okay. Because one to three, I'll have like a pumpkin th- uh, like intro. And then four, five, six, and like the zombie films, H2O and Resurrection, I'll drop it. Mm-hmm. So, the other thing I I kind of wish they hadn't done is, and I have the same issue with the first one. I wish we'd never see Michael's face, any part of it. So, what I like about uh, when you see his face in the original is that he's just a guy. Like, there's there's nothing that like he's not disfigured. He's not like there's not. He's just a person. Like, it's just, you could see him walking down the street. Like, he's he could be anybody. But see, I think that works better with the Boogeyman motif if you don't know. You know what I mean? Possibly, but I think that's what works about it, is that anyone can be the Boogeyman. Like, it's not... You know you what I mean? Like, folks, Michael... Austin Michael the Boogeyman. Exactly. <laughs> like, Michael Myers could be anybody. Yeah. Oh, that reminds me. I got to tell you something when we finish recording this because it made me laugh. But uh, anyway. um, they are smart in giving him a dead eye, though. That's like the first time. We... <laughs> well, and there's there's a couple of things like that too. Uh, I saw a thing the other day that pointed out if you look really closely in 2018, his mask still has the hole right here, uh, where she stabs him in the neck. Oh, I've never noticed that. Interesting. Yeah. 
it's it's just nice and you know me obviously i'm a big fan of, of slashers in general and i know you are to a degree uh but you care more about movies quality i'm just there for the kills yeah um it is nice to see somebody who's just like gets what makes slashers fun while also being able to tell a semi-decent uh story and, and i think there is a lot to say here with like ptsd and trauma and overcoming trauma um and, and i like movies that get nuts like i'm a big fan of the chucky movies and those movies get insane like the last movie is literally a cult of chucky's it's amazing but this movie made me appreciate a more simple simpler slasher story that we haven't had in years Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, Halloween, the, like, beauty of the original Halloween is how simple it is. Like, it's just, it's a very simple idea, like, just done perfectly. And, I, like, like I said, I have issues with this, but it's going more back to, it is, like, a simpler idea. It's more complex than that original film is, in terms of just, like, what's happening. Because it's, like... There's a lot more moving parts. Of course, you know, you gotta go bigger for your sequel. Yeah, I mean, it's it's expected. Like, if a sequel isn't bigger, I'm gonna be at least somewhat disappointed. <laughs> so I guess one of the last things we should talk about, because it, it demands to be talked about, is the score the for this movie. Oh. <laughs> um, the score is perfect. Oh, if you want to bring up the twist, yeah. Oh, we can talk about score first. Uh, so obviously this is done by John Carpenter. The first time he's done a score for one of these movies since what two, three? Oh, I keep forgetting about three. Three shouldn't count. It's should be just titled Season of the Witch. It's the best sequel, though. <laughs> we'll see when I watch it. Uh, I am determined to watch it this month, though. Yeah, um, you should. It's great. So first, the first score he's done for one of these since the 80s. And man, it is not my type of music, but I love it. Um, I'm not big into the instrumental, just electronic sound. And I'm not really a film score guy, but I gotta tell you, that main theme, the remix of it, has been on my playlist since you showed it to me. You mean... So wait, since I showed it to you? Uh, you sent it to me like two or three year ago now oh okay um do you mean halloween triumphant the one they play at the end where it's like got the electric guitar no it's just the 2018 theme but uh it's that original theme but he's mixed in some different notes to it oh okay i do want to re-listen to halloween triumphant though i'm trying to think i think it's more so just the original theme though because it's just like the no, nah, he's definitely changed it up a little bit. Yeah, I mean, or I guess I shouldn't change it always... up, but he added a like, he added more of a, a beat to it. Oh, okay, yeah, um, yeah, because the original Halloween theme is just like a beat he uh, his dad taught him on the bongos when he was learning how to play them. Like it was just like a simple like do 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 do, like just like a simple like beat that was like helped him learn how to play drums <laughs> and it's, it's brilliant i mean that 
That is, we'll we'll talk about it more when we get to that movie. But that is the other thing because I rewatched both 1978 and 2018 in anticipation for Kills, and that was the thing that stuck out to me is I love the way he uses music in this movie, uh, especially that chase music. Oh, it's so good. Oh, um, the shape chases Allison. Yeah, that's the best piece of music for the 2018 movie. Yeah, but famously, of course, you know 78. Um, when they watched it without the score, people were like, ah, oh, like this movie sucks, like it's awful. And then they put in the theme, and it was like, oh. or just not the theme, like the music. And it was like, oh, oh yeah, my the god, music, like that same goes for that. Is like, I was watching, I was like, I don't really care about anything like happening in this movie. I'm engaged somewhat, but that score just makes me want to keep paying attention because it's so good. Yeah, no, he's great. I've been listening to him basically all week. I'm um, interested to see what he does for kills or ends. Whatever the next one's going to be. I don't know. Yeah, because both, both this movie and uh, the kills both add like a piece of music that I think is one of the best things he's made. So it'll be interesting. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, if, you have, if you're not really into Halloween or into horror movies, I don't know why you're watching this channel, but anyway, uh, check out his score on Spotify, it's amazing. I like most of his scores, I'm not crazy about the Salt and Precinct, or, not Salt and Precinct 13, Escape from New York, uh, score, I don't think it works for that movie, but that's here, neither here nor there. Uh, score alone, 10 out of 10, 5 out of 5, whatever rating we use on here, it doesn't matter. Uh, so you mentioned the twist, and I'm glad you brought that up because uh, I forgot about it. It's been a couple days. The twist is a plot gimmick, and I think this movie lives and dies, or not a plot gimmick, but a plot gimme. And I think this movie lives and dies on whether you're going to be able to give it that. What do you think? Oh, it's just, it's very cheap. Like, it's, they wrote themselves into a corner and went, uh, this happens. <laughs> yeah, fuck it. And, it does have one of the uh, coolest kills in the movie, though. Yeah, where Michael stomps in his head. Yeah, that, that so was pretty cool. good. But yeah, like, I don't know, it just kind of happens, and then we move on. <laughs> it's we need, we need Michael to be like how he was in the original. But we also live in a world where these movies exist. So we also need him and like Jamie Lee Curtis to fight at the end. And we're oh, just yes. like I don't yeah. know. <laughs> I, I agree. Um so let me ask you this then, because you you have less patience for nostalgia in movies than I do. How do you feel about all the shots where it's a recreation of the original but with Laurie Strode instead of Michael? So um no I'm glad you brought that up because for me that's Less nostalgia, like obviously it is nostalgia, but I think it's nostalgia in the way that like Terminator 2 is, in the sense that you're using that to be like, look, like parallel these two characters and to like look, Laurie like is the shape, you know what I mean? Because they do, so and I they're consistent with it, right? Because it goes through all the the whole movie. Mm -hmm. Well, one of the last shots with the two of them is Michael standing there and then her face lights up in the background. Which is my favorite shot in that original movie, where she's just, like, standing there and then you slowly see Michael come up. 
It's wonderful. Just a dimmer switch. That's all it was, but it's great. <laughs> well, Austin, I think we're running out of time on this one. Is there anything else you want to cover on this? Um. Um. I think some of the like kill stuff are pretty good in this. Like you get the two cops for their like the one's like heads decapitated, and he's got the flashlight in it to resemble a jack o' lantern. That's pretty sweet. You got the kid that's like his face is impaled. That section also is great, where you have like the motion sensor light. It's a really good just use of suspense in this movie. Um, oh, how do you feel about the climax? I love it. Um, it's one of the few slasher movies where I don't feel they had to depower the villain at the end. Because uh, that's a big issue I have with slashers, no matter how much I love them. You build up a big this, issue with H2O. You build up these monsters to a certain point where they're just like unstoppable juggernauts. Jason, for, for example, because that's my go-to slasher. Throughout that movie, he's like a force of nature, a force of anger. He just kills people. But then you get to the end, and oh, the final girl has to come out triumphant, and now he's suddenly, eh, he's not quite as powerful, but he's still strong. Um, and I don't feel like this movie ever depowers Michael. Yeah, I think they do a good job of Laurie's never fully in control. Um, she's basically like always on the uh, defensive. I think my only gripe with it in, is that we spend too much time with him alone sometimes, and just the image of him bumbling around the house by himself is awkward. Like, no matter how you stretch it, like, that's awkward. Um, and, yeah, so, like, I would cut that. Um, I really like the kind of uh, smile, you son of a bitch, Jaws line. You know where uh, <laughs> gotcha, you son of a where bitch. The, yeah, uh, I like that part, and the ending I think is just really good. Mm -hmm. So let me ask you this before we move on to rating: If Halloween Ends does end up being bad, do you think you could separate this as an ending to this move, this series? Because they clearly wrote this as a, if we don't get to make another, we have a somewhat ending. Yeah, because I think if they knew going in that they were going to make a trilogy, this is the end, right? You put the, your first movie would maybe end with like, Laurie in somebody else's house, like confronting Michael while he's on his rampage, as opposed to this, and you could maybe make it a little cleaner. Um... But I get, I guess, I don't know. My uneasiness with like that kind of stuff is just I think the original has a perfect ending, and no matter what you do with it moving forward, you always take away from that. Um, no matter how like good you do it. That's fair. Yeah, because I I was thinking about this the other day. If ends, if kills does, or if Halloween ends does end up being bad, which. I still have some faith in that movie, but we'll get to that in the, the Kills video. Um, I think that this movie has a good ending in that it's it's ambiguous whether he lives or dies, but Laurie clearly survived. Mm -hmm. um, 
Yeah, it's playing it close enough to the original. You know, she makes it. You don't know where he is. Yeah. Obviously, it's not to the same degree, but uh, I think it's close enough. Mm-hmm. Well, Austin, I'm going to give this a four out of five. Like I said, it's my favorite Halloween film. Um, obviously, it is super reliant on the original, and no disrespect to the original. It's a classic for a reason. Uh, but I think this this has my preferred take on Michael. And it's got the kills to back it up, which the slasher fan in me, I, I need the kills. I need the the violence. Uh, I'm a heathen, I know. But uh, what about you? What, are you? what is your final ranking for this movie? I'm going to give it a 3.5 out of 5. Very good. All right. Well, Austin, thanks for talking some Halloween for with me. I think this is the big franchise we don't agree. We don't agree on some, but we agree on others. <laughs> we both agree that all those original Michael sequels, just, eh, go away. Yeah. Thank no, you guys for we watching. need to let it die tonight. Thanks for watching, guys. And uh, we will be back shortly with a Halloween Kills review. Bye.